And good morning. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town. It is a beautiful day. We have a beautiful California day. It's full of heat, but it sure makes the fruit sweet. Today should be fun. Uh, I am passionate about schools. I regularly go to school board meetings. And today I have a guest that we're going to get to talk about critical race theory and a few other things that are going on in education. But as you know, I always start with my opportunities to get involved because I want people to move this information to action. And one of the ways you do that is you go out, find like-minded people typically at meetings, and either you spearhead your own cause and maybe get them to help you, or you find one of their causes and you help them. But you need to do something. Just voting isn't enough. Just talking to your neighbors and your family isn't enough. If you believe in this American dream, if you believe in the the true blessings that we have been bestowed, you need to fight to preserve them because the left does not. Or at least the left that's in power. I have neighbors who are pretty hardcore leftists but believe in free free speech and we have a common American bond. And then we have the people in charge who've been there for 50 years, El Presidente, or 50 years, basically, Speaker of the House. Do you think they're still in touch with the people? I don't at all. Anyway, first opportunity to go out and get involved. Medical freedom is one of the big issues. This isn't over, particularly in California. And there is a medical freedom rally Sunday, 821. So August 21st from 2 to 4 at Clovis and Shaw. Another big issue, election integrity. EIP, Election Integrity Project, is at the Valley Life Church in Selma. That's 3200 McCall Avenue in Selma at 6 p.m. That is August 21st. The Kingsburg Chapter of Constitutionalists for California, August 23rd, is having a meeting at 6.30 p.m., and their speaker is David Giglio, a good guy, conservative. He ran in the 13th district in the primary, did not make it through the primary. But I think since he's on our side, he also have some interesting insights as to what we need to do. Because we're not just against the left. We have an entrenched, not right, but entrenched rhino-ish, they care about power rather than principle, group of people that also need to be defeated here in California. We have a big job, but we have the greatest opportunity we've seen in my lifetime, I think, to change California. Let's see. Oh, there is 920. So that is September 20th. Let freedom ring at the Clovis Rodeo Grounds. It is honoring law enforcement. It's at 5 p.m. And that should be a good a good event. That is a Tuesday night, I believe. Saturday, October 1st, there's the Great American Freedom Revival. Uh, talked about this. I had Ted Laurent on, so I believe it was last week's show. That is in Clovis. It's at Bicentennial Park in Old Town, or not in Old Town, but in Clovis. From 11 to a 4, there'll be multiple speakers There will be opportunities to have your kids learn about the Constitution, the amendments, 
I think it'll be a lot of fun. There'll be food trucks. It'll be an opportunity to get out and get energized. My final event. This is another opportunity to help an organization, a a group that I think are are really good people. The Dollar Monthly is a local newspaper, mostly Kingsburg. Um, It's now up to 8,000 subscriptions per month. And they're having a US USO show tribute. There's going to be a dinner, a big band, casino, raffle, a tour because it is held at the Kingsburg Historical Park. That is October 15th from 5 to 9 p.m. Should be a lot of fun. And you can either go to Kingsburg and if you're a small town person, you can go to the Swedish Boutique and see June. You can get tickets that way, or you can go to www.dalamonthly.com. So D-A-L-A monthly.com. That's all my events. Well, I have a friend of mine sitting across from me. I love her enthusiasm. Welcome, Tammy McMahon-Gorens. Thank you. It is so good to be here on this sizzling, hot valley day. Thank you for having me. No, I think this will be a good discussion. Great. So, we are going to speak about the dreaded CRT, critical race theory. Can you give me some basics about critical race theory? Yes, I can. Um, I was here a year ago, and I was just learning about it. So, since then, I took a class from Monique Dusen, an online class. From the book, Critical Race Theory. So this is straight from the guy that writes the book, and it says what it is. And there's basically four basic tenets to it, but the first one is the one that you will remember the most. Would you like to hear that? Absolutely. All right. So first one is racism is not is normal. It's the usual way society does business. The Lego movie that says, everything is awesome. Y'all know that tune. Mm-hmm. Just replace it with everything is racist. And that's CRT. And Robin D'Angelo states, we don't have to ask if racism was manifested in the situation, but we need to ask how. So in every situation, every day, all the time, and anybody you meet, it's it's racist. So everything is a race power struggle. That's sure. the lens they're viewing everything through. Yeah. So uh, I, I wonder what Martin Luther King would think about that. Well, for 35 years in the classroom, I gave kids the hope. I taught history. <laughs> I love Ruby Bridges. I told the story of Ruby Bridges and the kids were. But I took that story and, and, and what is our hope? What, it, what is our hope? And um, I always taught kids that um, I'm judging you by the content of your character, not what you look like. Yeah. So, uh, and they judged me by the content of my character. And well, if what they're contending is really true, that everything is about race at all times in every interaction – then I'd like them to explain to me when you put two kids together of different races and they don't even notice. They're just, and here's a kid and they either like each other or they don't, but they don't even notice race. 
Yes. I would say it's a construct that's taught when you're older. I, I agree with and that. And I think it's taught. Well, CRT has a book called Anti-Racist Baby. And CRT and whatever this new stuff that's going on that blows me away is trying to say that white babies, um, you know, at six months are already showing signs of racism, which is totally racist. So it's just, it's crazy. It, it blows my mind away because I've been teaching for 35 years and I've taught. And another thing too, the left thinks that CRT is teaching history. No, it is not teaching history. I have told the good, the bad, the ugly. I love to teach the truth of what we've done. But at the end of the day, I have the kids in the classroom. You guys look at each other. Look, we're all different places, walks of life. Look, what a celebration that we're together. Mm-hmm. I even tell them the story that I was bussed into the inner city in Jacksonville, Florida, because they were putting us all together. And I say, we don't have to do that anymore. We're like a family. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I operate. And many teachers operate that way. All the teachers I know. Well, I think that it's it's useful to to meet a variety of people. But I think more important than their skin color is whether you meet people with a diversity of thought. Yes. Uh, in schools, we won't we don't want to tell kids what to think. We want to teach kids how to think critically. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the First Amendment. I talk about the Constitution to my students. So I talk about the first. I said, we live in a beautiful country where you have the freedom to believe or not believe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just. I come from a place of being positive and hopeful, not not one person's an oppressor and other people are oppressed. That gives no hope. No, gives no hope. Um, I actually think that it is more destructive to people of color. It's terrible to say if you're white, you're an oppressor, but to say that you can't make it, you're oppressed. And the only solution is more racism. And that's that's from Kendi. That that is the one of the seminal critical race pe- theory people. The only way to alleviate past discrimination is to do present discrimination. So right now there's a school back east. I don't know if you know where, but if people are going to get laid off, it's going to be white people. I don't remember where. I saw that. Minneapolis. That sounds right. Minneapolis. That's the latest new thing. There's things that come out all the time that you're like, seriously? I just can't believe it. It's just. So first you got the first tenant. Right. What would be the second one? Well, um, you were just talking about um, Ibram X. Kendi and so how it's discriminatory to black people. So this made me think of the fourth one. So I'm going to skip to that. The idea that knowledge is socially constructed. So they use storytelling and people get knowledge, um, black people, versus the scientific method. This is in the CRT book by the author. This is the, I'm not making this up. So that's like a little, I was taught that you don't stereotype. And remember that movie that was made of the black women in the 60s at NASA? Oh, that was an awesome movie. Yeah, I don't think they helped men on the moon from storytelling. They had to do scientific and math. Uh, They had to be geniuses in that, 
which is um, tenet number three, CRT is anti-liberal. This is the idea of equality, legal reasoning, enlightenment, rationalization, the idea of neutrality, and even the scientific method, which ties into math. So they're saying that's all bad. They reject all that. Not just that. CRT, I believe, rejects individual liberty. Because because you're not an individual, which used to be a tenet of liberalism. Right. So we can bring liberals into this, not leftists. There's a difference between liberals and leftists. Liberals mm-hmm. believe in the Constitution. So the and the I- rule of law. And- yeah, the idea of neutrality, that's gone with CRT. It's it, The Constitution has to go. And when I took this class with Monique Dusen, and she was a CRT radical for 20 years in L.A., she was a social worker until someone um, said she became a Christian and said, it, this is not biblical principles, Monique. And then she, and so when I took the CRT class online in Zoom this last year, Monique was talking and um, people were asking her, Monique, when you go to these all black, this event, all black, that event, what is the ending to all this? And Monique said, the ending is violence. Tear down. When you when you hear build back better, you got to tear down the old systems. So uh, the cultural revolution in the 60s when the Chinese tear down statues People say it's it's because of racism we're tearing down. I am telling the the ultimate the ultimate goal is to tear down Lincoln, tear down Washington, and burn it all. Mm-hmm. So this is concerning. Well, why would you tear down Lincoln? I, I mean, he was a huge step towards our imperfect country because every country is imperfect. Mm-hmm. I think there's more freedom and more opportunity than anywhere else, and. If you want to argue with me, why is it we have people running across our borders to get here? Why is it that first-generation Americans are so thankful and patriotic? Okay, that puts me into um, CRT, the second tenet. Convergence theory says white people are incapable of righteous action on race, and anything they do that undoes racism is just because it benefits them. So Lincoln was a white supremacist. It just, I'm, I know he died. I know he was shot. I know people in the Civil War were shot. And I know that um, people, when I do the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad that I love to teach my kids, I think there were a lot of white people that, at the risk of their own lives, housed those people. I don't think it was to benefit them. People that for, a, for in the North that were for uh, abolitionists, don't think they were taking a stand. I don't think I'm taking a stand right now because I have people who will attack me for saying this and call me names. But mm-hmm. it's okay because I will speak for truth. And also Monique Dusen is a black woman, I will say. And I was following all black people in the beginning of this because I'm like, only black people can talk. That's another thing of CRT. Only their voices can be elevated. And we are supposed to sit down, shut up and not talk if you're white. That's kind of racist. Mm-hmm. And so I was listening to Monique on a video the other day, and she said, why are, why are people, why are y'all telling that I need to say it? You know, you speak the truth if you are 
white, we are image bearers. Now, if you come from a Judeo-Christian background, which I respect that, and I respect if you don't believe, but we are image bearers of of Christ. If you're a Christian, mm-hmm. other people from, we, we're image bearers of a creator. If you are a Native American, we're in, in, in image bearers of 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 the creator. So um, that that's beautiful. That makes us all a family. Mm-hmm. There are absolutely common bonds of humanity, and we all bleed the same color. This is dividing. This is dividing. Making a book on white privilege, that is dividing. We, this is another thing that blows me away. White supremacy. In 2020, we heard white supremacy. I hadn't heard white supremacy in years. I hadn't heard it in years. White supremacy were, were the Ku Klux Klaners. And I thought that we had many, many years of lots of uh, beautiful things. But now whites, they say it all the, they make articles, 10 things white people can't say. To be patriotic. Patriotic. And to believe in the Constitution yeah. will mean that the left will label you, whether accurately or not, yep. a white supremacist. Yep. Now, I want to point out that that, is, that goes beyond skin color because the person who ran in the recall, the, the, the guy that got the most votes on the yes recall side, Larry Elder, was labeled by the L.A. Times as the blackface of white supremacy. So to them, it's more about ideas, even though they say it's about race. He wasn't on their plantation, their plantation of ideas. And that's anti-American to, to, to go, oh, yeah, you have to be on my plantation or we'll ostracize you and call you nasty names. Candace Owens wrote a book called Blackout, mm-hmm. and um, she talked about the plantation. And I'm when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, man, you know, I could never say that. But, uh, yes, it's imprisoning. Mm-hmm. It's imprisoning. Uh, Fresno Unified just voted to get the uh, police back on the uh, middle school. Middle school, and 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 people are truly believing because I've I've had officers on the campus. It's a wonderful thing. I've played basketball with the officer that's assigned to our school. It's a beautiful sense of community when an officer can come on the campus and help the kids see that it's that they're there for them mm-hmm. for their safety isn't that community outreach between the, the police and the community yes and it teaches kids that they're not enemies you can't judge of course them. there's bad cops yes. there's bad teachers you you name the group there's a percentage of the people that are not good people city council members presidents Pr- pretty pretty high pretty high numbers in uh lots Fresno. of bad people as far as bad city council people. That's why we judge on content of character. Yep. Not color of skin. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Okay. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town. Today, we're talking about the dreaded critical race theory. And my guest, Tammy McMahon-Gorens, is kind of filling us in on the details. This is really insidious. This is truly anti-American and destructive, and they're doing their best. You know, there's still a lot of the mainstream media that will say, oh, no, it's not happening. Oh, it's not in schools. There's two initials, one's B and one's S. 
in my response to that because we're going to have some examples. Let's go ahead. We got four, one, and two. We did not get the third tenet of critical race theory. So let's go ahead and go over that one, and then we'll work on examples. Well, number one, everything is racist. Number two, CRT is anti-liberal. Three is convergence theory. So only good things. We've only changed the laws because it benefits white people. And then four is storytelling. So I think I got only black people learned by storytelling. So no, no gifted black people in math and science. And white people, you know, do the scientific method. So we're all in our little boxes. And that's kind of racist. Mm-hmm. And I hate to just say that, but it's the truth. When I'm listening to things, oh, and I watch trainings all the time. I watch teacher trainings online. Um, and you mean indoctrination seminars? Yes. And what happened was they had, I used to think, I, I teachers are like cheerleaders. We're like, all right, what's the newest thing? Whole, whole school teaching. And then we get rid of phonics and then we bring phonics back in and all this kind of thing. So Common Core, I was like, all right, we're going to do Common Core. But what happened was, is it made it nationwide, and then there were these websites that you went for information, common, uh, Achieve the Core. So in March of 2021, it was March 10th on my birthday, there was a class that popped up, and this is online in every teacher's classroom. So your district might be conservative, but teachers get this stuff all the time. In readworks.org, where you can find lessons and things, for Black History Month, the Black Panthers was featured as a wonderful thing. So I don't quite, I, I, that might be controversial, but, um, and I took a class called Unpacking Racism in Mathematics. So I'm like, I've got to listen to this. So I went through the whole thing. I took copious notes and it said that we were a society of white supremacy. And then the, the instructor said, if a black or brown child is failing, it is because of racism. Number one, I said, why did they say black and brown? Because there's white kids that fail math. Yeah. So um, and I think we just, need to. Why don't they just say our kids? Well, it was sad. I believe that every kid that is suffering should get extra help. Yes. But that has nothing to do with skin color. No. Now, Hispanic or we had a, a, a child come from, I, I don't know what country it was last year. Um, it was um, a Mideastern country last year. The teacher got signs for the door, signs that said desk in his language, all sorts of things went out of their way. So I, you should look at, um, if, if it's language, a language barrier, yes, offer all the supports for that, but not because of the color of someone's skin. Mm-hmm. Or, or there's other ways that, you, that people are disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time the, the, I But I don't believe it's race. Right. There's more extremely poor white people than anybody. If the American dream totally did not work and it's not possible, how are Pakistanis, Japanese, uh, Indian Americans... Not American Indians, but from the country of India. How is it that those three groups, and there are others, they would be considered people of color, yet their average income is higher than the average white family's income? Yes, I follow Kenny Zhu on, I don't know if I said the name right, forgive me if I didn't, on Twitter. And he, um, if you are Asian, you 
cannot get into heart. You are discriminated against mm-hmm. because of your um, knowledge. So that's. Well, all those Chinese Americans that were treated horribly while the railroads were built, I guess they didn't realize that they were actually white. Yeah. I don't, by, by today's thinking. I, I mean, come on. I don't understand it. It just kind of um, defeats the CRT theory, uh, black or brown. So what color are they? It's discrimination. We should not discriminate, period. Mm-hmm. Just um, say that people should come in by merit. But, hey, merit is a form of white supremacy, according to those who believe in CRT. Yeah, well, part of my answer to that is that meritocracy. anybody that, yes, I believe in meritocracy, but anybody that has more than one kid mm-hmm. or a teacher that has a classroom full of kids, mm-hmm. are those kids... You might love them equally. You might try to help them equally. But are, do they really have the same gifts? One kid's going to be better at math if you pick any five. One's going to be better at math and one's going to have better verbal skills and one's better at reading and one's going to be better at science. Right. And it's not because they might be all the same race. So that doesn't fit the stereotype, does it? No. And I tell my students that everybody has different gifts. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, I said, you don't even know what your gifts are. Because I didn't think I could sing. And then later I sang in life. So, Well, in first and second grade, yeah. Yeah, I said, you don't even know. Even when you're grown in college. I didn't, I didn't join the choir because I didn't think I could sing. And then someone made me, a professor made me sing for them. And I got into the Point Loma Singers because of that. So even as an adult, you still don't know what your gifts are. And then I've been, I'd say you're more likely to, but yeah. I've been singing ever since. So. See, I sang at a young age, and then I saw the people's reaction of horror, and I realized <laughs> I can't sing. Well, So mine got resolved much earlier than yours. That's how you find out your gifts, by how people react. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So um, anyway, yes, it is. Um, uh, there was a – this is anonymous, and I won't even say if it, I came – like I know that someone said that to me. But there is a uh, professor in a junior college – who was had to turn in their syllabus because it had to be removed of all whiteness. So they can't put you need to they can't put expectations in elementary school. We're taught to teach students expectations. So you can't say you need to be on time. That might be whiteness. Well, so that goes to the larger culture. We have a culture of unaccountability. You know, if you commit a crime, we need to do the very minimum to actually punish you. You know, steal 900 and some, just under a thousand bucks worth of stuff as many times a day from as many places as you want. It's just a misdemeanor. Live on the street. Use drugs. Now, I get there's, this is a complex problem, but still, they're not expected of anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. Be on welfare and have very limited expectations from the government. Well, let me talk about this. Another thing in education is they have vocabulary words. So a few years ago, equity. And here's teachers. Yes, equity. So we give students supports. If they're special ed, they have supports. If they have a 504 plan, they've had trauma. They have supports. If 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 they're not catching on to things, we give them all supports. That used to be equity. Now equity means everybody ends up in the same place. So everybody's a valedictorian. How do you do that? So at Fresno Unified, all these people graduated, but 700 people were at a 1.2 to a 1.5 
GPA. Then you go to Margaret Mims at the jail and you go, what do all these people, do you test them for reading? Yes, they're all at a fourth grade level or be below. They average it anyway. They average it. Yeah. So I'm like, they're suffering. You, If you graduate people and they don't have the tools to succeed, but you're doing equity. So yay, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody graduates. Everybody's but, valedictorian. But I you, mean, because you couldn't have be anything less, but, right? But you don't give people the tools to be successful in life. That's the that's the school to prison pipeline. They think it's racism. No, it's academics and citizenship and being responsible and being committed and all these white supremacy values. Yeah. It's a scary world. It is scary. I very much know that we need to get back to basics yes. in education. Can you give me some examples of kind of how they're sneaking CRT in? You know, because there's so many Trojan horses where, you know, they'll send it in in a book. They'll send it in where they don't call it CRT. They call it something else. Yes, I want to speak in a general way because I want to make sure that I don't. uh, But there is curriculum that um, is online and it comes in like Achieve the Core where I took that class. So there's resources that all teachers go to to learn how to do their lessons and then these things are are snuck in that way so it's the articles that they find it's so it's a teacher's support system is a whole lot of it's online through through teaching organizations and they're slipping in there yes corwin is very dangerous uh, Achieve the Core is where I took that class class called Unpacking Racism in Mathematics. And so they sprinkle a lot of really good things, and then they sprinkle this stuff in. So it's covert. It's not overt. So you could have a traditional, and then there's a lot of kids coming out of college that are have a different mindset because of CRT that wasn't there when well, if, if they're, I was Well, if you're there. taught to see everything is a power struggle between the races it's not just you see race first and always it's every interaction is defined by that power struggle right how can anybody of a different race then ever be equal to you right so there's another story i'm not so you can never have common humanity go ahead okay this is anonymous so you're not going to know where this comes from but there's another story where uh one teacher was called um uh, 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 someone that works in the school was called a racist by a child. You're a racist. I mean, they basically said, you know, you, you, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to do thus and so. Like giving direction, basic direction. They were called racist. So when that teacher went to the teacher of the child to say, your child called me a racist. You mean parent of the child? No, the teacher that that child was in that class. Okay. So it was because they're all our kids. So you're on the playground and you're dealing with kids. You're in the library, you're dealing with kids. So, you know, that this child said, you're a racist. And so they, the way to, to correct a problem is to go to the teacher and say that we're having this situation with Johnny, you know, calling me a racist. And so the response of the teacher was not to, um, to uh, talk, give, have a conversation with Johnny about how name calling like that is in, inappropriate. But that teacher just merely said, well, you are white, and dismissed the whole thing. Wow. 
That is anonymous story. Can't say where I know that from, but it's true. Those are examples. Of so, that's that's a young teacher out of college. So, so just like everything, there are bad examples, and I consider that teacher that if if she sees that interaction that way, how is she going to see every one of her students that are not of her favored race? Because she clearly has a favored race. She's not trying to educate all of them equally. If she sees half of them as just growing racists or whatever percentage, I said half, but who knows what the percentage in her class was. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's getting a fair shake. Yeah, I'm not That's saying- not, that doesn't embrace the idea of equity, does it? A little bit of hypocrisy there. No, and I don't want to, that's a young teacher who is still learning and I don't want to, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater and say that, I mean, we're all learning, but I'm saying they learned that mindset somewhere instead of saying, you know, we don't call names. We respect our elders. That's what Mm -hmm. we teach in schools, you know, and we don't call a name just because, you know, we teach, we teach children how to treat people. Well, teachers are in it because they they love kids so if they're allowed, and they have a calling right and if they're allowed to call a name and that's dismissed because of the color of someone's skin that is inappropriate no do you have any examples of books that they're they're putting in libraries so that kids are also indoctrinated it doesn't just come from that higher level where we talked about where teachers are going to resources I know there are examples of books that are put into school libraries that I couldn't even read if I was before the school board. I couldn't read what was in the library in front of them. They'd shut me down. Yes, there are lots of examples of books. I would go to No Left Turn in Education website, and they have a lot of guidance on – a woke glossary. They have books that are um, to be concerned with, and so no left turn in education. I would definitely. Um, so there's there's a, a resource that is more conservative, or that, is that the right word? N- yeah. I don't. Isn't that funny? There. They, I know. I just said a word that the liberals consider to be you know one of those four letter words. I think critical race theory unites all people that believe in content of character, not the Martin Luther King mm-hmm. colorblind, not, not colorblind in that, like we see in uh, 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 someone's heritage and we embrace heritage, but at, you guys, whenever I see somebody, it doesn't matter if they are tall, short, big, little, dark, light. I, I look at them and I immediately see, I see, yes, they, they are this, they look like this. And then we talk to each other and we, we want to get to know their heart, right? Mm-hmm. That's how most people are. That's that's the American values I saw for years. And uh, another thing, too, is when I took this Unpacking Racism in Mathematics class, I spoke to someone that's in the union and they mentioned redlining. So they mentioned things from, like, um, our history um, but my neighborhood, I live in a neighborhood that is, I think, 
it, everybody's on a on an acre lot, mm-hmm. a beautiful established neighborhood, and it is there. There, I'm I'm like I don't even want to see like well that's white. We've got Armenian, we've got black, we've got Hispanic, we've got F- Filipino, we've got I think mostly Hispanics on this established street. Isn't that amazing? <gasps> and people generally get along. What other country in the world? Do you have a diversity of people, a diversity of thought, a diversity or and a, a true opportunity and freedom to be not everybody can be president. I think that's a fallacy. Everybody can be president, but everybody can have a pretty good life if they follow some some basic rules, meaning you get married if you have a kid, you finish high school, and you're willing to work. You do those three things, and you're probably going to be middle class. If you really work hard, you probably can do better. I call it doing the footwork. Mm-hmm. Doing the footwork one step at a time, doing the footwork. So, yeah. It works if you work it. That's racist. Oh. <laughs> I'm so dangerous. Oh, I look well, dangerous too. Well, the whole being on time, hard work. You know, the family uh, unit. Family unit, really? The nuclear family unit. That's why they're trying to take rights away, and they're trying to have kids go. Well, they've been able to go get abortion pills and abortions and stuff at twelve years old, and now they're going to let them secretly go decide what they, what sex they want to be. And there, there's all kinds of. There's so many laws at Sacramento right now that you know. I what's that game that you go to the the uh, adventure park and you're hitting the things that pop up whack-a-mole yeah i feel like we're living in whack-a-mole world right now like bam like right now they're at city hall you know bam they're i'd feel so much better though if i could whack them with that rubber mallet really i'm not saying i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm not not saying i want violence nonetheless it would be incredibly humorous to be able to whack them with a rubber mallet well you know what prayer is whack-a-mole and when we get to the last segment and we talk about solutions that's whack-a-mole. We can whack-a-mole on out. Whack-a-mole. Like a mole pops okay, up. whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. Sorry, I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> takes me a while. Well, you have to remember I'm a boy. So the, a game where you could go and you could hit things as a kid. Yes. Oh, I was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because strangely a, enough, men and women are different. No, I was a Tom girl. So I like that too. Bam. <laughs> Played basketball for Lamore High. So Very competitive. I always suspected that about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and take our final break. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist, here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. Today I am talking to Tammy McMahon Gorens. We're discussing. What's going on in our schools and the insanity of critical race theory? But we spent a bunch of time kind of defining it, some time kind of grumbling about it. I think just as importantly, we need to find ways to fix it. So what are some solutions? Maybe some resources. How can people get involved? Where are some websites or organizations? Okay. So let me tell you, this was an aha moment for me. 
In the summer of 2020, Shelby Steele was on uh, the the news, and they were doing these walks and such. And and Shelby Steele um, wrote the book called White Guilt, so I got I, it. I, I have it in my car. I read it. it, it tells, it's a great book. It tells you why all this is going on right now. So, and they said, Shelby, what's going on? And he goes, I don't know. I think this is for power. That's when I started discovering things. So I was listening to Dennis Prager do a fireside chat. He is a Jewish man and conservative. And he said, there's three types of people. Those who do something, those who support those who do something, and those who do nothing. And I knew right then, for such a time as this, I was going to do something. So you can do something or you can support those who do something. Um, first of all, I will talk as a Christian, and I believe that I should not hide from my Christianity, and I respect those who don't believe. But those who believe in the power of prayer, we need revival, and we need to all get on our knees, and we need to pray for God to have mercy on our nation. So that's, first of all, the power of prayer. There's a CFER conference that I'm going to September 3rd. So, so what, what does CFER stand for? Okay. California for Equal Rights. They're fighting preferences and indoctrination in education. There is a ton of keynote speakers. I I need to come back to talk about the conference. <laughs> so there's um, Honorable Gloria Romero, former state senator, Honorable Kevin Kiley, assembly member, Dr. Williamson Evers, Dr. Lance Izumi, Professor Gail Harriet. It, uh, no Left Turn in Education is going to be there. There, there's a bunch I didn't get because I get nervous and then I can't. can't. It's quite all right. People, yes. you know, people need to know all of them. They need to understand it's a big event. How would you participate with that event? Is it Zoom? Is it in person? You can look up CFER website and you can go. I'm not sure if they have Zoom preference, but you can also subscribe to them. You can get involved in No Left Turn in Education, Moms for Liber- Liberty, the YAF, the Young Americans for for Freedom, were at Clovis yesterday. I had tears in my eyes because they are fighting. They wanted to put the they wanted to teach people about communism and the dangers of it. They wanted to do all these things, and their speech has been suppressed. So they have a new federal lawsuit. And this is in Clovis, in Clovis Community College. So these kids were speaking. And it gave me hope, yeah. hope that there's young kids that are brave. So that was really cool. Sorry. To yes, but we need to lead the way because courage is contagious, just like fear is contagious. We all need to be points of light to, to start those kids on the right path. Can I tell you my nickname from my husband? Sure. Okay. I'm going to be vulnerable here. My nickname is Scaredy Squirrel. <laughs> so I am a people pleaser scaredy squirrel and i'm telling you you guys if i can get up here and talk in a mic come on join us we're also in a constitutionalist group eric there's a clovis group there's a kingsburg group and and so we 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 picked constitutionalist because it 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 unites all of us that are concerned for the country Mm -hmm. not just one uh political group or party um it's so that's constitutionalist for california.com Mm-hmm. Also support people running for office. Well, now that's a good idea. 
Because yes. who we pick and who we elect, who will then represent us? Are they a servant or are they there to serve their own interests? Do they represent your values? I hope so. Uh, if we chose wisely, they do. Right. So I don't know how to do this, but. Um, Drum roll. <laughs> Tammy McMahon Gorens for FUSD Trustee Area 3. I have been asked to run, and I, after getting support from my husband and prayer, I said yes. So. Trust area three. What what area is that? That's against Valerie Davis, who's been in that position for twenty years. Twenty years. So and she's been there from twenty years ago. It was a mediocre in the middle school district, in the middle of the bell shaped curve nationally, and, and now it's bottom five percent. Better than Detroit. Is there somebody else to list besides it's better than Detroit for a large school district? Oh wait, there isn't. So that's the Sunnyside area, correct? Yes, um, Joanne Burton, trustee area one for Clovis, precious woman. I have not met her yet. Oh. If you have her contact information, I want it. I'll get it to you right after this. Angie Brown, RN, running against areas for city council. This woman, well, also Joanne, but we got our picture taken to yes. This woman, it, she calls me boo. This woman... <laughs> Is my sister and from a different mister. Same with Joanne. So she's running against Aria. She needs your support. Karen Steed and Michelle are both running against Trusty Islas, the one who voted to not have police protect your children. No, no. All of them except Trusty Sladek voted to not have kids or police in middle schools. No, in June when they brought them back. So and she'd be right. Then, the then police, she she didn't want to fix her earlier mistake. They were vetted. The police were vetted. They, these men were beautiful men. They 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 are like the guys that I played you know horse with uh, out on the out on the the basketball with the with the dare officer in earlier years. They showed very clearly how it would be a positive thing, and Eastless said no. Wayne Horton, retired Army and CO, running against Keisha. Wayne, incredible man. I, he's a brother from a different mother. Incredible man. And then, of course, I'm running against uh, Valerie Davis. Go to meetings at the local level. Get involved. And if you guys are homebound and you're older, uh, the power of prayer for all of us. Well, and most government meetings you can find online. Like if I wanted to find Fresno Unified School District meeting and then I added the word something like Zoom or YouTube, most Fresno Unified happens to be on YouTube. Clovis, um, I don't remember quite how to find it, but it's not difficult. If you can't physically go to a meeting, that does not mean that you can't watch the meeting. doesn't mean that you can't email or call the trustees and let them know what you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was there the first time we were sitting next to each other, both ready to speak at a Clovis Unified School District meeting. And I remember I had to talk you off the cliff and you were like, no, I'm going to go. I'm like, no, no. Told you a little story about me. You laughed and then you got up there and you did a great job. Yes, I told Eric at the first (laughs) board meeting that I ever spoke at, I go, I've got to go. I'm having a panic attack. So Eric shared a story about a time that he was afraid and 
you threw up? Oh, I big time threw up. I was about to go into a parliamentary procedure event through Future Farmers in high school. And I'm in the parking lot and I totally threw up. Okay, so he barfed and he did it. You spoke anyway. I got up there and I led our team anyway. So he told his experience, strength, and hope about his barfing story. (laughs) And then I was like, if he barfed, I can speak. And that's the first time I got up and I spoke and it was amazing. So I am telling you, guys, you don't have to be anything but willing. Mm -hmm. Willing to say, yes, come join us. In this fight for our country. Can you give your website? Tammy Mack, T-A-M-M-Y-M-A-C, the number four, F-U-S-D dot com. And on Facebook, Tammy McMahon Gorns for F-U-S-D, trustee area three. It should pop up. Well, we're just about out of time. Um, I'm going to have you give all that as soon as Go ahead and give those one more time. All right. Tammy Mack, T-A-M-M-Y-M-A-C, the number four, dot com. That's my website, and it tells my issues, what I believe believe in. So you can, you can either like me or not, and it tells my story. So it tells my heart. And I do share my Christian faith, but in schools, as a teacher, for 35 years— no one knew my faith. I was apolitical. I was professional. Um, that's the way to be. But I'm not afraid to share my faith because it it that's the love in my heart is where that comes from. So I, I'm not afraid to share that. So that's that's my website. Tammy McMahon Gorns for FUSD Trustee Area 3 is the other. And if God can work through me, he can work through you too. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. That is a wrap. This is Eric Rollins, the Constitutionalist here on 1550 KXCX, the best talk in town.